0: is one hope that we have. And God, that's why we continue to sing. We continue to sing because of your great love for us. So as we gather on this first Sunday of the month, we pray that you let the words of my mouth and the meditation of each heart here be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Well, as I said, today is the first Sunday of May, and normally on the first Sunday of each month, we, we gather together here in the sanctuary to celebrate Eucharist or the Lord's Supper. We, we have the bread and we have the juice on the table. We, we go through the entire liturgy together, confessing our sins, uh, blessing the bread and blessing the juice, but things are different now. Uh, during this time of social distancing and sheltering in place, I, I really want to, to celebrate communion. And, and I know several places are celebrating communion, but but I have a pause in doing that. Not because I feel like that there's some magic stuff that happens when, we're, when we, we, we celebrate communion, but I, I, I want us to remember, I think the words from Rick Warren in his uh, 2002 book, uh, the Purpose Driven Life, really, really sums up what's uh, going through my, my heart right now. The very first four words of that book, he writes, it's not about you. And, and sometimes I think when we have an upheaval in our life, we, we want to do things to make us feel comfortable, but, but maybe we're not supposed to feel comfortable right now. Maybe we're supposed to have this this dis-ease because we are separate, but yet we're able to gather together virtually online. Not saying that if this goes on for uh, another month at the beginning of June that we won't celebrate communion virtually, but I just could not find a way that I felt honored how important and, and holy and special communion is. Now, I'm not saying that to say that other pastors that are doing it are wrong. That's just how I feel uh, as, as your pastor. But we have other ways that we can celebrate God's love and grace, and, and that's what we are going to do today when we celebrate the love feast. See, I think in this time of social distancing, we we, we need to remember that God is wanting us to stop and listen. God wants us to stop and and, and take a a, a pause, take a beat, take a breath, and, and, and fully listen to what he may be saying to us. The disciples had a moment like that, too. And I want to see if you can see it from our scripture this morning, from Luke chapter 9, verses 12 through 17. Hear the word of the Lord. Late in the afternoon, the twelve came to him and said, Send the crowd away so that they can go to the surrounding villages and countryside. And find food and lodging, because we are in a remote place here. He replied, you give them something to eat. They answered, we only have five loaves of bread and and two fish unless we go and buy food for all this crowd. About 5,000 men were there. But Jesus said to his disciples, have them sit down in groups of 50 each. And the disciples did so and everyone sat down. And then taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke them. And then he gave them to the disciples to distribute to the people. And they all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up 12 baskets full of broken pieces that were left over. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So, so did you see it? Did you see at the very beginning of the scriptures, it says these words, all 12 of the disciples came to Jesus and asked him to send the crowds away. Now, to fully understand exactly what is happening here, we need to go to the beginning of 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 chapter 9 and and see what Jesus has asked the disciples to do. At the very beginning of chapter 9, Jesus has gathered the disciples together and then has sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. So the disciples, if you will, they, they just got back from from this mission trip, if you will. They, they, they went out to proclaim God and to proclaim the kingdom ha- has come, a- and they were healing the sick, and they, they, were, they were bringing the good news, and then they all gathered back around together with Jesus. And then Jesus decided to take them on their own personal retreat, so he took them away to a, a deserted place. But those in the crowd saw where Jesus was going, and, and they quickly surrounded the disciples. They were surrounded by the crowds, knowing that they weren't able to get away just to be with Jesus again. You know, if I were to put myself in the story as a disciple, I would be pretty upset you know, I was think about this ministry that I just embarked on while, while I was out uh, preaching about Jesus and, and sharing the good news with others. Maybe having some miraculous healings happening as, as we went along. And then to have an opportunity to come back to my master and, and report in and to say, Jesus, you won't believe what just happened. All of these things just happened just as you said that they would they, they were looking forward, if, if I were one of the disciples, I would be looking forward to the opportunity to be alone with Jesus, just to share the good and, and the great stuff that just happened. But the crowds came, and, and the crowds gathered around them and, and, and made it to where they weren't able to spend this alone time with Jesus. Uh, then another thing comes to mind with, with all of the crowds there, they, they start to think about how they did not have enough. There is no way in the world uh, that in the desert or in the, in, in the wilderness that they would be able to take care and feed the 5,000 men. And that doesn't count the women and the children that were there also. They had these multitudes of people that were gathered around and, and the disciples knew that they did not have enough. Enough, But we know, as the scripture tells us, that Jesus once again shows the power of God by providing not only what they needed, but also so much they had 12 baskets full left over. So, so these two things are, are playing in the disciples' mind. They, they don't have the time with Jesus. They don't have enough. And, and how can God provide for them in the midst of this wilderness moment i think the scripture says definitely a lot about me and it might say stuff about you too i think if we were in that story we would be impatient we would want to get everyone out of the picture so that we can have jesus to ourselves, and so that we wouldn't have to take responsibility for the crowds that has gathered But but Jesus had something else in mind that afternoon. Jesus took a a, a moment to gather the crowds together in groups of 50. And I think that number is very significant, especially today. You know, that it's been 50 days since our first online-only worship service. (laughs) I was telling Tracy that on our way here this morning, and she was like, oh, my God goodness, I can't believe that. That it, It's been 50 days since we started online worship together, A- and I, I, I look at the significance of that because of the importance of the number 50 in the Bible, and, and the big thing that came to me was how the ancient Israelites practice the celebration of the Jubilee year. I, and and what the jubilee year is it, it was a, a year period that started on the day of atonement where all debts were 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 uh, were forgiven that that if you were a slave you were uh, israelite slave you were you were freed to go back to your home all of the land would be given a year's worth of rest. And, and, and this happened for, for two specific reasons. Number one, it, it reminded Israel that the land that they were on, or the land that they lived on, did not belong to them, but it belonged to God. And, and God was the one who determined its proper use. Israel was uh, supposed to avoid selfish accumulation of land because it didn't belong to them. So maybe we today, as we gather on this this 50th day of of online worship and stuff, maybe we have that problem too. Maybe we're starting to see how we are missing out on our stuff. We, We are missing out on the things that we would like to go. My biggest sin, as you all pretty well know, is that right now I am missing baseball more than anything. And I so much want to go to, to Globe Life Field and sit in the stands with my scorebook and, and keep score and, and watch the Rangers win, except when they play the Royals. And then I'm going to be rooting for the Royals to win. But all of those things, I, I, I miss that. I want that so much. But God's telling me right now, Chris. You've got to let that go. That's not the thing we need to be focusing on. What you need to be focusing on is the, what I have given you, the grace, the love, the, the abundance that we have, even though we may not have baseball, even though we may not have whatever it is that you're missing. But see, I think the The most important thing or or the other important thing through this time of separation through these 50 days is that it is a reminder to us that God desires all of God's people to be free. God desires us all to, to take those burdens that we hold on to ourselves and, and, and we gather them layer upon layer, pile upon pile on us, that, that we are trying to be set free from all of that. But see, the year of Jubilee sets release the captive. About five chapters before our our passage today, Jesus is in Nazareth, and and he's quoting from the book of Isaiah. And and, and in that quote, he reminds them of why he was there, is to set the people free and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. So, so, So what if what we are supposed to be doing here as the body of Christ is proclaiming the year of the Lord's favor, proclaiming that you do not have to be, to be balled up by what is, what, what is binding you. Those things that you feel like you have to take care of, those things that you feel like you have to do, you can, you can lay those aside and allow Jesus to come to us and rest in his goodness and his love. I am thankful to hear uh, how you all are practicing the different spiritual uh, practices that I've been placing on our uh, Facebook uh, group and uh, hearing how you have been uh, been given life-giving uh, practices through that. And, and I want to remind you that the spiritual practices that I'm giving you aren't something for you to add one on top of each other because what can happen then, it becomes legalistic where you're trying to do this, and if you don't check this box, then you failed. It's not about that, but it's about giving you the opportunity to try different things to grow in your faith. If if you found something that allows you to connect with the love and grace of Jesus Christ, keep at it. But the options that I'm giving you are just more ways for you to explore God's presence in your life. And since we're not doing communion today, and since we're practicing the love feast, I thought the the best exercise for us to think about this week is fasting. Giving up of something so that God may pour something new into your life. You know, sometimes it's good to fast from something. You know, in our Facebook page, there will be a link for the Wesley Fast, which is a fast that you do on Wednesdays and on Fridays. Personally, I have uh, started, and and Tracy, we started a uh, fast on Wednesdays once a week where we're following words from the Seedbed Daily Text to, to practice a day where we give up food in our lives. But... This is what we need to think about when we do it. It's not to say that we were able to do it and that, that we, we, we we've passed something, but it gives us time to think. It gives us time to identify a purpose, to, to commit to a specific time period to where we do this. Consider maybe drinking more liquids like water ways to a- avoid things like TV because we know that there are a lot of food commercials on TV, uh, spend time exercising, pray during hunger or witness. But the most important thing in fasting is that you come expectant, come knowing that, that, that you are spending time to be with God alone as you, you, you forego something and that you are asking God to come a- a- and fill you so you can feel his presence in your life. Now, I will warn you that you may do it one time and feel absolutely nothing at all. I know that's happened to me on on several occasions where I've done a day of fasting and I've gone, (laughs) I got absolutely nothing out of that except for a, a growling tummy. But at the end, I give thanks. I give thanks for what God has given me and I give thanks because God has allowed that moment to draw closer to him. So as we fast, we remember God's love for us. And as we gather together as God's people around this table differently than we have before, we remind that God's love and grace always comes to us. We just open our hands, ready to receive let us pray oh God today as we continue in this uh, online worship we pray for your grace and peace we pray that you continue to guide us and lead us so that we may feel your power in our lives help us to find ways to connect with you to be open to your spirit, to allow your words to to fill us. And Lord, when we fast, help us to take that moment to let your presence fill us so that we know that we are free and that the trappings of the world around us, they don't hold us back, but we lay them at your feet. So, Lord, we pray this in the name of the one who loves us and cares for us, Jesus, our Lord. Amen.